0: Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Welcome to this month's series on mental emotional first aid. This is actually episode five, where we're going to be talking about how your core beliefs are developed and established. So if you have been keeping up, we started this entire series by talking about how habits are formed and talking about how there is a trigger, an action, and then there is a reaction or a reward, an outcome. And we're talking about creating space on that action so that we recognize our triggers. Why are we triggered? We intentionally choose the action so that we can shift into the outcome that we want and who we want to be in a particular moment. So we're talking about when we have that space that is gone, a lot of times we call that habitual emotion or triggered emotion, triggered thoughts. And so we're really wanting to learn how to create space or create, to widen that gap there um, and intentionally process in moments. Episode, episode 2, we talked about how to be self-aware. We practice tapping into you, being curious about what am I thinking in a moment? What am I feeling in a moment? Learning how to push the pause button when you're in the midst of the hype, maybe when you're in the midst of emotion. And really take time to self-discover what's going on on your inside, to take personal inventory and discover you, become more self-aware, what makes you tick and what ticks you off. Um, And the more self-aware we become, the better our overall success will be, professionally and personally. So all of these things are applicable to you, not just personally, but also professionally. Then we talked about the power of your emotions, finding the message behind your emotion, recognizing that our emotions are important because they come with a message, but we wanna move through the emotion and get to the message on the other side of that emotion. And we talked about how that emotion um, gives you a message that reveals something about you, something that you value, a core belief. And we talked about the power of your core beliefs and how your core beliefs predetermine every interaction that you have, the way you perceive, what your perspective is, ultimately the paradigm that you walk in. So today we're gonna to be talking about your core beliefs and how they are developed. So if you would leave me a comment in the comments and let me know that you've been keeping up with this series, or this is my first day here, I wanna welcome you. Um, but we're going to be talking about how do those core beliefs even develop within us. So I want to talk about how um, your system plus your experience equals your belief system. Now, I mentioned in the in yesterday's, yesterday's episode that a lot of times your belief system really is just a lot of BS. Um, our next episode, we're going to be talking about, is your belief system just a bunch of BS? Um, and yes, the pun is intended in that, but the reality is, Your belief system become your truths, even if they're lies, even if they're not true about who you are. Um, Your belief system is simply what you believe. Now, I was talking about how your life is the sum total of life's inputs. So just like two plus two equals four, your experience plus your system equals your core beliefs or your belief system. So let's talk a little bit about your system. Now, I really wanna delve into this um, as much as we can as we're kind of interacting here on this um, video, um, because I want you to really have an understanding of not just the power of your core beliefs, but how your core beliefs have been established over years. No matter what your age are, no matter whether you're a male or you're a female, this is applicable to you, and it's important that we have an understanding of why we do what we do. Why, do, why are we stuck in some of the patterns um, that we are stuck in? So, your system is simply this. Um, It is your family, your peers, your religious upbringing, your uh, education, Um, it's where you lived, the state that you lived in. Um, All of those things are the system that had an overall influence on who you are today, the way you think, um, the things you value, um, behaviors or patterns that you have picked up, particularly those habitual patterns. Um, A lot of those habits, it takes years to form those habits. And I tell people that because right now we're working on changing habits. So we have to really be intentional and be patient with ourselves when we're trying to shift into new habits. Let's talk about your family dynamics. Your mom, your dad, your siblings, your grandparents. Maybe it was your step-siblings, step-parents, step-grandparents. Maybe you had multiple family units. A lot of times that is the case, especially... Um, in today's generation. They have two totally different family systems that come with their own set of rules um, that can cause a little bit of division within a teenager, within a kiddo. We see that a lot of times. Um, I like to call that a kiddo who's living within a divided kingdom where there's a set of law here and a set of law here and they have to shift who they are in order to fit into those particular um, systems at that time. And that can be very confusing um, and cause a lot of internal tension for kiddos. But maybe that was you. Maybe you grew up in something, a situation like that. Or maybe you had a stable family unit. Um, and, it, and so we're, we're talking about the influence and the core beliefs that are have been impressed in our lives. It doesn't necessarily have to be negative. Um, so obviously we're trying to shift negative behaviors, negative patterns. Um, but for the purpose of this exercise, when we're talking about searching for core beliefs, Um, within your system, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be negative. And I'm going to give you an example here in a minute. Now, also your peers growing up. We know that um, not just our peers, but our experiences with our peers. And I'm going to talk to you in a minute about your experience. Right now, we're just identifying what is my system. Um, Your religious upbringing, your church, the teaching of your church. Uh, Maybe you had a Sunday school teacher. Maybe you had, you sat under a pastor or a priest. Um, and whether you know it or not, whether you recognize it or not, um, that had an influence on who you are today and helped to mold some of the core beliefs and the values that you have today. Your education, certainly what school you went to, um, your teachers, your professors, the culture of the col- college that you attended, if you attended college, all of those things helped develop you into who you are today and helped establish core beliefs, why you believe what you believe. Um, where you lived. I moved around a lot as a child. Um, And so a lot of that helped establish a core belief of um, what it looks like um, to be a friend. I found myself really struggling for years with rejection. And a lot of it was because um, when I moved from culture to culture, the culture that I learned or sat under when I would move to a new state was completely different. And unless I shifted into the culture of the demographic of not just that state, but um, the rules of that state. In other words, and I'm talking about social rules, right? Um, Obviously the social rules in California are very different than the social rules in Texas. Um, And so I had to learn and recognize that a lot of my core belief that I had come to believe about that I was rejected, I wasn't accepted, unless I shifted into the culture, was developed because of moving around so much as a child so that's just an example um so here's another example if dad was an, a workaholic you may have developed a core belief that not working day and night is lazy and so you may struggle with um working working too hard being stressed out filling your days with all kinds of activity because you have this core belief that says that is what defines success um, if mom was always depressed and never emotionally connected with you much Uh, You may have developed a core belief that you are not loved or you're not worthy of being around or you're not worthy of um, touch or time. So just an example. So what I wanna do is I want you to practice for a moment just kind of identifying your system. So I'm gonna kind of narrow it down with this particular um, statement. I want you to take a moment to think about someone who specifically impacted you as a child. Now notice I didn't use the word influence because we typically connect the word influence with something positive. Doesn't have to be positive, it can be positive. Just somebody who had an impact on you. Okay, so I want you to think about that. Um, Take a moment, if you need to push the pause button, maybe you immediately thought of somebody. Um, Immediately, you can put the people who raised you, whether you like it or not, they had an impact on who you are today. And again, whether it was positive or whether it was negative, you may think uh, they didn't have any impact on you, but they did. Uh, They helped mold you into who you are today, even if it's completely opposite. Um, It still helped mold a core belief that you have. Now, think about how you would describe that person in three to five words. So in just three to five words, maybe you would describe that person as um, rough, gruff, mean, short, irritable, or kind, compassionate, gentle. Uh, Maybe they were a believer, just they loved God. Um, Whatever it is you come up with your own words, three to five words. I want you to kind of just de- describe that person in your own words. Um, and again, if you need to push pause to think about that, if you have a piece of paper and pencil, I would highly recommend that you write these things down. Um, now ask yourself, what message did you learn, receive, or hear from that person? What message did you learn? Maybe you learned um, that kindness, uh, is the key to success or maybe you learned again going back to the workaholic father maybe you learned that success requires um, a lot of work a lot of hard work overworking whatever um, whatever that is so um, is it possible that that person is a part of a core belief that you hold today um, that's the message that we're looking for What is that core belief? So this is just a really quick um, exercise that I walked you through. Um, If you're interested in learning more about it, you're gonna wanna purchase my book, Enforcing You, or you're gonna wanna go to my website, click on the Enforcing You workshop. There's an online workshop there, and it breaks all of these things down in um, over multiple, multiple 30 to 45 minute videos. Okay, so it's important um, that we have an understanding um, that all of this is just helping us explain um, why we do what we do. And no, notice that I word use the word explain and not the word excuse. Um, so uh, the more explanation we have, the more empowered and the more equipped and the more effective we will be able to move forward out of the thing, the habitual behavior, the habitual thinking, the pattern that we don't like that is less than our best. Um, But we never want um, discovering things in our past to become an excuse. So super important as a counselor, I tell people that all the time. We're going to look into your past, not so that we can come up with excuses, but so that we can come up with explanations for the purpose of moving out of some of those behaviors and some of those patterns. Now let's talk about your experience. So I talked about how your system plus your experience equals your belief system or your core beliefs, your experience is simply the definition of the word, um, experience is the process of gaining knowledge by doing, seeing, or feeling things. Okay. So it's the process by which we gain knowledge by doing, seeing, or feeling things the way you're experience, what you're experiencing. Um, it is something that happens in your life that has an effect on you. In other words, it impacts you. Again, we're looking at how we develop our core beliefs. So experiences in life help develop your core beliefs. So some obvious ones. um, If I am abused by several males as a child, I might develop a core belief that males are untrustworthy, that they are unsafe, or that I am unsafe around those males. If I was abused as a child, I might develop the core belief that Um, I am unworthy of being treated with respect or being treated with kindness. um, If I've been divorced or if I've had a a man uh, commit adultery on me, I might develop a core belief that I'm not worthy of being loved. Um, So I'm just giving you examples of how our experiences um, develop uh, um, help develop core beliefs as well. So let me give some practical examples from some clients that I've had. So uh, one example from a business coaching client that I had, Uh, she said, I just recalled as I'm trying to move forward in my business that my mom once told me that rich people are never happy. Now this was an epiphany in the middle of a session. Um, which, of course, then equated to a core belief that prosperity must equal unhappiness. And that core belief we know is BS. Um, and so we were able to work through that. And I'm going to go through all of how would we work through that once we discover um, core lies, some of our belief system that is BS. How do What do I do with it then, right? We don't want to stay stuck in that place. And so we were able to work through that, but discovering that core belief was huge. It was one of the barriers that was keeping her from moving forward and going to the next step in her business. In some regard, her own mind was self-sabotaging her ability to set goals, to grow, because she feared prospering in her business because in her mind, she equated, equated that to unhappiness. Another example from a marriage counseling client, my dad was abusive to my mom. And it brought about the core belief that marriage equals destruction or abuse. Now, this person is either going to perceive abuse in every act, in everything and act like a victim. Cause remember our core belief. If I believe in my core that I am a victim, I'm always going to be a victim because that's what I learned from watching my mom and how she responded to abuse. I'm going to perceive victimization in every interaction. My perspective is always going to be that person is abusive and I'm a victim and I'm going to walk in that paradigm. I'm going to have victim mentality. I'm going to make victim minded choices. Um, Again, I'm giving you a lot of examples here so that you can try and connect with yourself and recognize some of your own core beliefs. Point is, is victim mentality is going to often be the triggered reaction in any kind of conflict with somebody who experienced a lot of abuse as a child. Um, I have a male business coaching client who said my dad was a workaholic. The core belief was that he was never good enough unless he was working 60 to 70 hours a week, which then caused a lot of tension in his marriage. Um, And so looking at some of the tension and some of the conflict in his marriage, and some of the behaviors that he had, the emotions that he was having, working ourselves all the way back to that core belief that was established all the way when he was a child was the key to changing some of the patterns to really help restore not just his business, but also his marriage. So again, just giving you some examples, I had a female counseling client who said my mom was always depressed. Again, I gave this example earlier, was never emotionally connected with me, and um, she developed Um, just that core belief that she was not worthy of time. Um, she wasn't worthy of affection. Um, and so again, led to a lot of issues in her marriage where she was unable to receive affection, didn't like to be touched. Um, because she had this belief system within her that she was not worthy of those things and it caused a lot of internal conflict. So we are simply exposing how our core beliefs are developed so that we can understand ourselves better. Remember, we're learning self-awareness is the number one predictor to overall success. I want you to be equipped to effectively change your patterns but we're not gonna just deal with patterns from the outside. We're moving past the pattern into the emotion or the thought, into the message behind the emotion of the thought, into the core belief or the value and now discovering what was the root of this value? How was it established to begin with? Not so that we can excuse, blame my mom, blame my dad, blame my grandma, blame the guy who abused me. This is not about victim, or not about blaming people. This is about taking ownership and taking authority and changing your life from the inside out. So I hope you are keeping up with all of the series because it's so important for you to walk in the fullness of who you are designed to be, to be able to minister mental, emotional first aid to yourself. So many resources out there. You can check out my podcast, check out my books, go to my website. If you're interested in booking a discovery call um, to hire me as a life coach or a counselor, connect with me. I would love to connect with you, come alongside you so that you can walk in the fullness of your potential, not just in your personal life, but in your professional life as well. Remember, enforcing purpose It starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.